One analyst projects the entire Buccaneer season, and we tell you where he went wrong, where he went right. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into the Locked On Bucks podcast, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every single day. And don't forget to subscribe for free or follow on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks and of course you can follow the show at locked on bucks we are here with you every monday wednesday and friday for the time being getting ready to ramp back up to five days a week coming up next month in july but as always we want to thank our everydayers and show our appreciation for your continued support of the show today's episode is brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl and they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order ESPN's Mike Clay did his team-by-team team projections for the 2023 season, and he has some interesting thoughts on the Buccaneers, including wide receiver Mike Evans. But we have to start where everyone wants us to start, and that, of course, is the quarterback battle. According to Mike Clay's projections, the quarterback battle between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask is not going to end in training camp. It is not decided. It will not be decided. And this is going to be an ongoing theme for the 2023 season for the Buccaneers. He has Baker Mayfield projected to play 10 games while Kyle Trask is projected to play in seven. So he has Baker Mayfield slotted for 2,427 yards, 12 touchdowns, nine interceptions with an additional 104 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground, he also has Baker projected to take 27 sacks. As for Kyle Trask, Mike Clay has him at 1,609 yards, eight touchdowns, six interceptions, with an extra 58 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, and taking 18 sacks. So for the total Buccaneers quarterback position, he has 4,036 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 162 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and he has the quarterbacks being sacked 45 times. It's a lot of sacks. So Mike Clay is basically showing that there's not a lot of confidence in either quarterback to get this job done and that this may end up being kind of a throwaway year as far as the quarterback position is concerned. He has the Bucs slotted at six and a half wins. And in that realm, you're, you're looking at probably a top you know, between seven and 10. If you're going to fall into the top 10 of the NFL draft order, maybe you're in that 11 to 13 range. Of course, it all depends on how everything shakes out, but he's looking at the Buccaneers of being essentially the bottom of the NFC South, having a high draft pick, maybe putting themselves in a position to be able to go after one of the coveted quarterbacks next year to come in and be the franchise guy. 
And one of the things that jumped out to me was the 45 sacks combined between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. The biggest question that his projections don't answer is, is that a commentary on the quarterbacks or is that a commentary on the offensive line? We've talked a lot about the offensive line on this show. You have Luke Gedeke going at right tackle, Tristan Wirfs moving to left tackle. You have you know, kind of a, a toss-up as far as what the interior is going to look like outside of Jensen. They have Filer slotted as a starting guard. You know, you're not really sure 100% what they're going to do with the other guard position. So is this Mike Clay taking a look at this team and saying, you know what, it's a relatively young offensive line now. You have guys shifting positions, changing roles. There's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be some chemistry that needs to be built. Are they going to struggle getting into a groove, starting to trust one another, playing the way that they need to play to protect Baker or Kyle Trask? Or is this a commentary of Baker and, and Kyle holding the ball too long, putting themselves in danger, not getting the plays off the way that they need to be? And that's going to lead to some sacks and, and potentially some turnovers. Not really sure. My guess, my projection based off of Mike Clay's projections is that it's a little bit of both. We know that the offensive line struggled last year. A lot of that had to do with the injuries that they sustained all throughout the year. You had struggles by Donovan Smith, who was injured in week one, but he just couldn't seem to get himself going. The interior was a revolving door of guys being moved and, and backups being brought in. Luke Gedeke struggled a lot. So 45 sacks is going to be a lot of sacks to take, but I think it's a combination in Clay's eyes of an offensive line learning to work together and struggling quarterback play. And then finally, uh, will the winner of training camp, the training camp battle, as, as we've called it, of course, a lot of us believe the Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter. Uh, will that starter play over under? 10 and a half games. Mike Clay is giving them the under with Baker Mayfield winning the competition, but only starting 10 games. I'm going to go over. It depends, obviously, on, on how things start to, to roll out. If Baker Mayfield is named the starter and the Bucks start 0-4 and, and they're only averaging about 16 points a game, it's going to be time to move on. It's going to be time to roll out Kyle Trask, see what he can do to potentially ignite the offense. But I do think that whoever they name as the starter, this isn't going to be a back and forth situation. This isn't going to be a what we saw uh, a few years back with Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, where Jameis was suspended. Fitzpatrick comes out and and plays really well the first couple games, struggles. Jameis comes in, then Jameis struggles against the Cincinnati Bengals. They bring Ryan Fitzpatrick out in the second half. He almost leads them to a comeback victory. We're not going to have that kind of situation. Whoever wins this camp battle, I think is going to start over 10 and a half games, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I believe that they would start all 17 in order to, you know, justify my narrative. It's going to be strictly what is what is the team doing? How are they performing? How does the offense look? And if if things are are going bad, if after 12 games they're sitting there at four and eight. They might give whoever is the backup the opportunity to start the rest of the season, see what they have going into free agency, going into the draft to see what they're going to be able to do 
moving forward at the quarterback position. And if Baker starts off four and eight and they bring in Kyle Trask and all of a sudden they end seven and nine, that might be enough to give Trask the opportunity to be the starter in 2024. My guess would be if they're struggling that much, they're going to roll with a draft pick and, and hope that they draft a franchise quarterback. But up next, Clay isn't as bullish on the skill players on offense as he is the quarterbacks. That is coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They also fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton because Bird Dogs invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And the best part is the Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look. I recently just started a job where I am wearing a shirt and tie every day. And the minute I get home, I take off my dress clothes and I put on my Bird Dog shorts because they really, truly are incredibly comfortable. We just got two pairs in the mail from Bird Dogs along with this beautiful bird dogs yeti style tumbler so go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for your free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or review every single day. A special thank you to all our everydayers out there who are tuning in even during the dead period that we have embarked on. But we're going to continue to look at Mike Clay's 2023 Buccaneers projections. Now, our everydayers know, our casual listeners know who we hope become everydayers because we appreciate each and every one of you. You all know what Mike Evans has done for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what he has done over the course of his career in the NFL, and he has been one of the constants for the Buccaneers since being drafted in 2014, and he's been a constant across the league. You know Mike Evans is going to come away with a 1,000 yards each and every season. That's all he's ever done is get a 1,000 yards or more receiving. He holds the NFL record for most consecutive seasons with a thousand yards to start a career. He has extended that record every single season. But will the lack of faith in the quarterbacks cause Mike Clay to project that Mike Evans' streak is going to end? Nope. He projects Mike Evans to finish with 73 receptions, 1,044 yards, and five touchdowns, keeping his 1,000-yard record alive yet another season. But what about the other skilled players on the offensive side of the ball? He has Chris Godwin slotted for 88 receptions, 972 yards, and three touchdowns, while the wide receiver three, Russell Gage, has 51 receptions, 502 yards, and three touchdowns. And he has projected Cade Otten to finish as the top tight end on the team with 39 receptions, 443 yards, and three touchdowns of his own. As far as the running backs are concerned, he has Rashad White projected to fall just a little bit short 
of that thousand yard mark, finishing with two, 216 carries for 907 yards and six touchdowns. He also has him catching 44 passes for 294 additional yards and one receiving touchdown. He has Rashad White accounting for 907 of the Buccaneers' total 1,824 rushing yards. That includes the quarterbacks. That includes Chase Edmonds and Keyshawn Vaughn. And uh, even has Chris Godwin slated for some rushing yards. So you take a look at these skill player projections and you ask, will Mike Evans get over or under a thousand yards? Whether it's Baker, whether it's Kyle Trask. Yes, Mike Evans had Tom Brady for the last three seasons. Before that, he had Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, Mike Glennon. He hasn't always done it with top tier or even second tier quarterbacks. He has done a lot of this with journeymen, career backups. There's no question, barring injury, in my mind, that Mike Evans with Baker and or Kyle Trask, depending on how the starts end up being split up throughout the year, is going to come away with 1,000 yards. Now, 1,044, that's cutting it a little bit close, but... You know, we've seen over the last couple of years, Mike Evans miss a game or two, whether it's injury, suspension, anything like that. And he still manages to get a thousand yards. I think it's it's a lock. You can you can slot in Mike Evans for a thousand yards each and every year. It I could be the quarterback. David could be the quarterback. Evan could be the quarterback. Any of our listeners could be the quarterback. Mike Evans is going to find a way to get you a thousand yards. But what about Chris Godwin? We take a look at Godwin's numbers. Falling short of the thousand yards, it's hard to have you know multiple thousand yard receivers. He has Chris Godwin at 88 receptions. So I've set the over under at 90. Mike Clay has the under. I'm taking the over. Chris Godwin had a tremendous season last year, even still trying to bring himself back from the injury that he suffered late in the year with that torn ACL. He's going to be the possession guy. He's going to be the short intermediate yards guy. He's going to be the move the sticks guy. And he's someone that Mayfield and Trask can trust to bring the ball in, move the chains and keep a drive going. I, I think Chris Godwin will lead the team in receptions the way Mike Clay has it projected. But I think he hits over 90, might even close in on triple digit receptions because that's the kind of player that Chris Godwin is. He's the guy that's may not rack up the most yards in a game, but he's constantly going to get close to or actually get double-digit receptions each and every game. And then you have to worry about yeah, if you're going to double-team Chris, now all of a sudden Mike Evans one-on-one -on -one with just about any corner in the league, any quarterback is going to take Mike Evans in that situation. And then Rashad White. Mike Clay has him slotted for just under 50% of the Buccaneers' total rushing production. So I've set the over-under at 50%. Barring any late uh, you know, off-season or early training camp signing of an Ezekiel Elliott or a Dalvin Cook, which I don't think is going to happen at this stage, but it's not completely out of the question. I think Rashad White ends up with over 50% of the Buccaneers' total rushing yards. It'll be interesting to see how they work Chase Edmonds in. 
I could see Chase Edmonds being more of the pass catching back than a, the actual rushing production back. Keyshawn Vaughn's going to get snaps here and there, but overall, he hasn't really done a whole lot to impress his playing time without any injuries ahead of him is going to be relatively limited. So I, I could see Rashad White, even if he doesn't break the thousand yard mark, I can absolutely, absolutely see him ending up with over 50% of the Buccaneers total rushing production, both in yards and in touchdowns. But we've talked plenty about the offense now, and we're going to take a look at some of the defensive numbers that Mike Clay has for the Buccaneers in his 2023 NFL season projections. That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Wrap things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. And offensive projections are fun, right? We have a quarterback battle. Those numbers are fun to look into. You have really solid skill position players. And of course, you like to look at those projections because some of you, I already know are prepping for your fantasy football drafts. And of course, that's the kinds of things that you take into consideration when you're drafting players for your fantasy team. But what about the defense? The defense has to go out there and play too. And Clay has some really interesting thoughts on where the defense is going to be in 2023. So he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a team with 39 sacks on the season. That's six fewer than he has Buccaneers quarterbacks taking. But he has the leading sacker on the team as Shaquille Barrett projected at six. Then what's really interesting is he has Vita Vea slotted at 5.7 as the number two sack guy on the team. And Joe Tryon Shoyinka at 5.6. So Mike Clay has some faith in Joe Tryon Shoyinka taking the next step and really starting to learn how to finish on some of these plays that I've been harping on, you know, since last season, talking about how Tryon Shoyinka has to learn how to finish. His get-off is great. His pursuit is great. He just hasn't finished the plays, and it has led to some offensive production for the opposing team. He has Levante David as the team's leading tackler with 131. Devin White coming in second with 125. Devin White projected at 3.7 sacks. Levante David projected with 1.4. And then finally, the projections in the secondary is 9.9 interceptions. Let's just round that up to an even 10. So he's saying the corners and the safeties are going to combine to get 10 interceptions on the season, led by... Ryan Neal, the new safety for the Buccaneers. He has Neal projected at 3.2 interceptions, followed by Carlton Davis at 2.3, Jamel Dean at 1.7, and Antoine Winfield Jr. right behind at 1.6. So the questions that I have that I want you guys to answer in the YouTube comments, you can answer them on Twitter at LockedOnBucks or at the email address that I'll drop at the end of the show. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a team over or under 39 and a half sacks. Clay has the under at 39. I'm going to take the over. Maybe not by much, maybe around the 42, 43 mark. Um, I think Shaq Barrett, as long as he's fully ready to roll at the beginning of the season, I see him closer at eight and a half, nine sacks than six. And 
I hope that Mike Clay is right on Joe Tryon Shoyinka. That's going to be a storyline that I follow all off-season long, all season long, something that I'm going to continue to, to keep an eye on and bring up on this show. But I think six is a little bit on the low end. And again, I'm sure that Clay is taking into consideration the torn Achilles recovery from that. He's not going to be a hundred percent in week one. It's going to take him a little bit more time to get fully back to his normal self. But I, I do like Shaq Barrett over six sacks. So for that reason and that reason alone, I am going to take the over on 39 and a half. The next one that I have is Joe Tryon Shoyinka over under five and a half sacks. So Clay has the over. I, I want to go over. I really, really do. I see so much potential in Tryon Shoyinka. He's a lot of fun to watch. And again, as I mentioned, he's got a great get off. He's got great pursuit. He has to learn to finish. And I know that's something that they're working on. That is something that Tryon Shoyinka himself is aware of, and it is, is working really, really hard to be able to do that because he wants to justify the first round pick. He wants to show that he is a solid edge rusher. I'm not going to say great. I'm not going to say elite, but he wants to show that he is a solid edge rusher that can get to the quarterback, finish the play and put the defense in a good position. I got to take the under. I think it's going to be more in that four to five range. I don't think he's getting five and a half or more. I hope I'm wrong. I hope some of you bookmark this and bring it up in week 12 when Tryon Troyinka has his seventh sack of the season and says, ah, James, you were wrong. You were wrong. I will gladly be wrong about that. And finally, is Ryan Neal going to lead the team in interceptions? I say no. I think this is going to be a huge year for Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean got his contract, took a little bit less money than he probably could have gotten on the open market to again stay in Tampa, just like his uh, you know, his partner on the other side, Carlton Davis, did. I think he had a down year last year, really is what that boils down to. Much like Sean Murphy Bunting had, had had kind of a down year. Yeah, he he hurt his arm, struggled in the playoffs when he came back. He has moved on. But I think Jamel Dean is going to be the interception guy. And a lot of that stems from the fact that Carlton Davis may not get a ton of opportunities. Quarterbacks are going to tend to look away from Carlton Davis. You know, Kirk Cousins is going to week one. He's going to throw it up to Justin Jefferson numerous times. We're talking probably 10 to 15 targets for Jefferson in week one. Carlton Davis is going to be the guy responsible for that. So there, there's going to be opportunity there. But overall, over the course of the season, Jamel Dean is going to have the, the ball thrown his way more often than Carlton Davis is. That's going to lead to opportunity for Jamel Dean to really make some big plays, whether that's pass breakups or interceptions. I do think that Ryan Neal ends up leading the safeties in interceptions. He has a nose for the football. He's going to be able to bring it down. I could see him with a three or four interception year, but I think for Jamel Dean, you're looking at five, six interceptions from him this year. Carlton Davis, probably around two or three, right where Clay has a projected. Antoine Winfield Jr., again, probably in that two to three range. You know, Clay has him just under two projected on the year. 
I'd say two is a pretty solid number for him uh, because he is going to be playing all over the field. So the opportunities, as far as, as safety is concerned, probably going to lean more towards Neal than it is for Antoine Winfield Jr. But I'm predicting a big, big season for Jamel Dean. I'm talking leads the team in pass breakups, leads the team in interceptions, and might once again lead the team in opposing quarterback rating when targeted. Jamel Dean is an incredibly talented corner. This is going to be a big, big season for him. And I think uh, against what, what Mike Clay has projected, the Jamel Dean is going to be the guy that leads the team in interception. So I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on all of this. Is Mike Evans going to get his 1,000 yards? Is Chris Godwin going to get over 90 receptions? Who leads the team in interceptions? Is Joe Tryon Shoyinka going to break five and a half sacks? Is the team going to break 40 sacks altogether? And finally, who ever wins the quarterback battle? Are they going to start more or less than 10 games this season? Drop all of those in the YouTube comments. Send them to us on Twitter at Locked on Bucks. Email them to Locked on Bucks podcast at gmail.com. But I want to thank each and every one of you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. And a special shout out to all of our everydayers. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you who keep coming back all year long to listen about your beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For David Harrison, I am James Yarko. Make sure that you are following us on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. My work is over at bucksnation.com. David is on bucksgameday.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.